0: hey everyone welcome back to another episode this is episode three of the thought bubble i'm brady and this is johnny and we had a lot of fun doing the first two episodes and a lot of you guys have given us great constructive criticism and we'll try to improve on this podcast where everyone's liking throughout our entire future so let's just get started with today's episode
1: yeah uh so again we'll start with politics and global news Um, The first one we just talk about very briefly, COVID cases across the world. So um, is there a big spike in coronavirus that is going to happen in the near future? Uh, You know, as summer ends and fall begins, the weather gets colder. You know, there's a mix of flu season, uh, colder temperatures as well. Obviously, that's paired with less outdoor activities. Um, Is that going to be the key for a second wave of COVID? We don't know uh, some areas have already started to see an uptick in COVID cases, but currently globally, the COVID numbers as of our recording, uh, which is Saturday, uh, Saturday, September 26th. Uh, there have been approximately 33 plus million COVID cases worldwide and approximately a million deaths. So we are not over this COVID hump yet. Uh, let's stay, you know, responsible to our community and our society. Uh, wear your face mask and stay safe. But um, that's our quick update for what's going on with COVID. We want to get right into it. So uh, I read this week when preparing for our episode, China has announced that it plans to be carbon neutral by 2060 after it sees a spike in 2030. What do you think of that?
0: So I think it's huge for China to announce it. And I also really like how they didn't put the carbon neutral statement very soon. Like, how Apple and Amazon made it. I think Apple said that they were going to be carbon neutral by 2030, which is pretty close if you think about it, because right now we're in we're almost done 2020 and that's going to be 10 years from now. And I don't know how they're going to keep up with uh, with that in the nine year time span. But yeah, I'm really I'm pretty excited to see how China will be carbon neutral by 26 2060. And what do you think? they mean by peak in 2030 so so i think what they what what
1: uh they were saying was um they're gonna see continuous rises in their emissions until 2030 and i'm assuming once they hit 2030 that's probably when their economy has developed to a stage maybe their technology has developed to a stage where they start shifting away from these more i don't know i guess carbon inefficient sources um, as you know, technology becomes cheaper, it becomes more economically feasible to implement whatever it might be renewable energy sources. I'm pretty sure China is the leader in nuclear power generators right now. Like they're very proactive about building nuclear generators. So if they figure that out in a mass scale way, that's probably going to play a big role in how they become carbon neutral by 2060. Uh, again, we don't know, like, like people say things all the time. So I'm not really holding China you know to the statement mm-hmm. about being uh carbon neutral by 2060 but it's it's good that they even have this intention actually do you looks. guys
0: I, I just remembered this um a few days ago i saw like i don't know if you are following with instagram these days but there's been a post on um i think somewhere in new uh, New york or someone oh. new- or somewhere and there's been a time that says the earth only have seven years left yeah yeah i saw that i yeah. saw
1: that uh
0: <laughs> so no. i mean if china's going by 2060 then we're not even gonna make <laughs> it to 2060 china's
1: uh, about to uh, take over mars so, <laughs> um but no that that post i saw that one which is mm-hmm. which is pretty shocking i'm glad mm-hmm. to see a lot of people were reposting that mm-hmm. um awareness is always i feel like the first step when you want to make massive change do you agree um, with that post in what way do you mean agree with it like
0: do you, so you you support reposting that
1: yeah, I would repost that for sure. Okay. But I would want to do this. I want. I would want to figure out the data behind the numbers. Like, what do they mean by the Earth has seven years left? Yeah. Because that post is pretty ambiguous, right? Yeah. It's like a huge clock and it's like ticking down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So I need to see like what are they talking about here? Like, does it mean like within seven years Earth is just going to be uninhabitable, or does it mean seven years is the point of no return? Like, what are the what are the data? What's the data and the stats feeding into that calculation? I need to see that before I go and repost it on my personal pages that's just how i feel personally mm-hmm, about my mm-hmm. social media right mm-hmm. um i do want to come back to that later when we talk about in the business section business finance section um but yeah so with china announcing that they want to be carbon neutral we thought it'd be interesting to talk about overpopulation okay so i know brady and i were talking about overpopulation yeah. as a topic as an issue so brady i'll let you kick it off okay so i
0: i actually thought about this debate topic of overpopulation when i was at the gym the other day with my, one of my good friends brian and this is actually a really funny story. We were both awake at 7 a.m. We normally wake, do morning workouts. And we were both in the gym at 7 a.m. And we are both tired as fuck because, you know, university students don't sleep until 2 to 3. So we only had like 4 to 5 hours of sleep. We were, I was doing my squat reps. And I just look over after my set. Squat reps?
1: <laughs> you hit legs?
0: And... This guy was just looking out the window, looking into the sky with his arms crossed, s- contemplating. And then he turns around after I'm done, and he goes, bro, you know what Thanos said in Avengers Endgame? I think it has some truth to it. I think the world population has to be reduced by 50% for everyone to be thrive- thriving. Okay. And I said, okay. First of all, I... I don't... Like, it's proven that it's wrong by the Avengers. That's in a fictional fa- uh, aspect. Also, I believe that the world is too late. A little too late to con- to have population control at this point. What I think the that? world... I think the Earth is already overpopulated. Okay. And there's no return. Like... What? There's actually... You can't stop overpopulation. Why not? Because... So there's a, there's statistics right now that the world... So, the world by estimate can have 9 to 10 billion people habitable on it.
1: So that's the maximum capacity. Yeah,
0: maximum capacity. Okay. okay? Yeah. Right now, we are at, I think, 8.5 If I'm billion. We're not at 8.5 billion. What, well, 8 billion.
1: No, we're yes, at like we 7 are. billion. No, dude. Let me see. World population numbers. Uh, okay, currently 2020...
0: We're at seven point eight. 7.8 million Okay, sure. We're okay. two. We're, yes. We're two million. Uh, yeah. We're two millions off. Two point two millions off. Right of the maximum capacity. Yeah. Um, where was I going with this? Oh yeah. But statistically, there is a chance that the world is already overpopulated.
1: What do you mean by statistically there is a chance? So, okay,
0: you can't really predict that if the world is overpopulated or not. You can only go off of a bell curve, right? There's also, there's going to be a standard deviation, there's going to be mean, and there's gonna, you're going to have standard deviation, first standard deviation, second standard deviation, of the percentage of how popu- overpopulated you think the world is. So even, if so even if you're at the 99th percentile, or even you're at the 95th percentile, which is two deviations away, there's still 5% chance that the world is not overpopulated but there's also a 95% chance that the world is overpopulated. But when you when it comes down to statistically speaking, they can only say the world could have been overpopulated.
1: Okay, I agree with that statistical take on it. But there's a difference between the world being overpopulated now versus what you said earlier about how the world is already massively overpopulated and there's nothing we can do about it.
0: Okay, so 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 you're thinking there is something to do about population control yes i think there's no way to do a population control how would you do a population control at this point it's
1: easy you kill the boomers with covid that's (laughs) what america's doing no i'm kidding Uh, please don't repeat that outside of entertainment purposes um but okay so i i don't think the world is overpopulated now i mean i guess statistically speaking like sure like depends on your analysis okay the world is overpopulated but Mm -hmm. The biggest problem with like overpopulation is the fact that we're like depleting our resources that are available Right, Our non reusable resources. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're not, not only our non reusable, yeah I guess our non reusable resources, but we're also like not, we're not using our resources in a sustainable way. Okay, sure. So not yeah, only fair. are we depleting our resources, but the pollution and the effects we put into the atmosphere and, and the Earth is, is bad for climate change and, and global warming as a whole. Yeah, okay, so fair. very bad mm-hmm. things with overpopulation. So definitely a problem but my take on overpopulation is there's definitely ways we can control it. Like what? Um, I wanna say, okay, so the, the first thing I'll say to that is overpopulation tends to be more, like, okay, you tend to see more overpopulation in third world or developing countries. Like India is very overpopulated. Mm-hmm. China, to an extent, used to be very overpopulated when yeah. they were developing. Um, Africa is overpopulated, right? These developing countries are, tend to where you see overpopulation. Mm-hmm. But from an economic standpoint, as a country's economy develops, right? When I mean economy develops, I mean their technology gets better. Their healthcare system gets better. Their education gets better. As all of those factors increase, the population actually levels itself out according to the growth of the economy. So you think about, okay, why does that happen? Well, why do we have overpopulation in more developing countries compared to like Canada? well, let's say we're in Africa, right? Let's say, okay, Brady's the lady and I'm the guy and we're starting a family. Uh, What? I'm just using it as an example. But I'm saying like um, those factors I just listed, technology, healthcare system, education, play a massive role in population control, right? right? So my point being is that as these developing countries, which they will inevitably grow and become, I guess the economy is gonna grow and they're gonna become more developed countries, their population is going to level itself out and decrease substantially and the reason is is because when you have better education women are more educated men are more educated you have a better healthcare system more contraceptive options are available Um, when you have a better healthcare system less children under the age of five are dying from random resources not resources but like random diseases and Typically to offset that, you have kids where they have like, you have families where they have like 10 or 15 kids because they know that, okay, six of my kids are going to die. Three of them are going to whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, so all of those factors play a role in controlling the population naturally as an economy. Okay. I would develops. like to stop you right there. So yes. when you
0: say, when you say that these popular, uh, as a country gets more developed, mm-hmm. we're going to decrease in population. Yes. Why is that? Because in class, you are act, yeah. we're actually learning that once a po- country gets more developed, population actually increases, because you reduce the death, you, you reduce more, uh, you increase more t- morality rate, you mortality, reduce mortality, yeah. no, you reduce mortality rate, yeah, and you reduce disease rate, yes. So these are all factors which leads to population increase. Why it do you does. think that is? Also, women are more women are more educated, yeah, which also leads to. Uh, or population increase as well. Why does women
1: education lead to population increase?
0: Because they're more. So why? So when women are more less educated yeah. in like third world countries, right? Yes. You.
1: And less contraceptive options are available to them. Can we we agree on that?
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 So okay, sure. We can. We, we can. We can scrap that. But I'm saying. Scrap <laughs> what? Can, no, I don't, what? I do i'll take that away from my point my point still stands when you have increased lifespan life expectancy yes. and decreased mortality rates yes it still leads to overpopulation it is not equal to underpopulation i, I agree okay yeah. um so that was something i initially
1: i had the same thoughts about it but i read a really good book about it uh, it's called good economics for bad times okay um but basically, when you think about overpopulation, you have to look at it in two different ways. So number one, yes, it is mortality rates. Like, are people living longer? Mm-hmm. Are less people dying because of healthcare technology improvements? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, what contributes equally, if not more, to overpopulation is the birth rate of how many lives are being born into this world, right? Mm-hmm. Those two factors need to get considered when we talk about
0: overpopulation. So when you say like- Oh, I just, oh, sorry. I just remember why women being more educated actually leads to overpopulation okay why because a lot of the death in developing countries are done when they're giving birth and if the country is becoming more developed they're gonna have better healthcare system Mm -hmm. and better education so less
1: women are dying when they're giving birth exactly okay so they're gonna
0: have a higher uh, mortality or more morality rate as well
1: yeah so uh so going back to okay so women play a key role in it i'm Mm -hmm. not saying they Okay, that came out wrong. I don't know what I'm <laughs> like I'm I'm saying like okay, babies are born from women, okay. right? Uh but contrac- of- yes, <laughs> yeah. But contraceptive options apply to both men and women. And and education okay. about sex and yeah, you know, uh safety around like, you know, contraceptives and condom yeah. use and whatever are, are equally of responsibility of the male and the female, right? Okay. But in situations where life expectancy is e- is increasing, right? Mm that takes away the need for families to have multiple kids because they know that, okay, if I have a kid, they don't have a 50% chance of dying when like before they turn three years old from diseases and stuff. Okay. That that's one option. Another one is as your healthcare system improves, but I think that's only a factor though. I think that 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 is, that is, I'm going to explain more. There's a lot of different facts that that go into it. Um, as women become more educated, Mm -hmm. they start entering the workforce at an astronomically higher rate. So they start you have less people that, less women that are just there kind of giving birth to 10 kids um, in their lifespan and they become more educated, they start entering the workforce and they have careers. As women enter the workforce, Fuck. as women enter the workforce um, and they start having careers, less women are going to, or I guess you'll start to see an increase in women that choose to not have kids because they value their careers. Um, as contraceptive options become more widely available, you reduce the risk of accidental, births as uh, abortion technology or abortion pills become accepted in these countries you'll have less women giving birth in not ideal economic circumstances which continuously improves the family household and stuff like that so quality and longevity of life is improved but that just is explaining how there's no need to have an insurgence of so many births happening try to offset this potential like kids dying and stuff like that
0: does that make sense? I, I agree, but I'm yeah. saying like just because that your mom thinks yes. that you're gonna live f- for a very long time. Yes. It did, it did not stop her from having your sister. Yes. Right? I agree. So if, think about it, if your family has two children on average, the average household has two children right now, mm-hmm. there's gonna be, if, it's exponential, right? Eventually, it's gonna inc- lead to 7.8 billion right now, it's gonna eventually hit 10 billion. How are you going to stop this? What Are you going to be like China and re- control the birth rate? No. That's unethical. Yeah. Uh, well, like in 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 is it in Western culture, yes. it's unethical.
1: Yeah. But what I'm saying is like overpopulation currently is attributed more to these third world developing countries. Like they're playing a bigger part in overpopulation than Canada and the US because mm-hmm. they just have their populations are growing at crazy rates right now. And that's because their families are having more than two right. kids. Right,
0: and I'm saying I, I agree. I agree that they yeah. are growing at a, they're growing at a rate greater than developed countries like yep. Canada, China, and U.S. Yes. However, the U.S., Canada, and China are also growing, not by not at the rate of developing countries, yeah. but they're still also growing. Right. Like I don't know if you learned this in biology, but like there's the four stages of the pyramid. The the, the population pyramid mm-hmm. um, I so China actually had a 0.5 percent decrease in overall population from last year and you're saying and you're and you're saying that it's gonna decrease potentially and no, it's, it's gonna it, plateau it, It's gonna plateau
1: well it is it the growth rate has been
0: no I don't think it I don't think the plateau is gonna last that's what I'm saying because the life expect the population pyramid you know the one two the stage one stage two stage three stage four it rotates Right, what it is alternates. that? What is that? Stage, stage one, stage Yeah, two. explain
1: population pyramid to the viewers that don't understand. Okay, so is, if you I were... don't know what it is. Oh, really? Okay.
0: So there's four stages that the biology thought the population can have. So there's also there's just a regular regular pyramid where there's more children or more babies than older adults. Right. And as it moves up, the second pyramid looks kind of like a like a diamond shape where it's more like middle-aged people and less adu- less adult uh, less elderly people and less babies mm-hmm. and then a the third one it just completely like flipped upside down pyramid there's mostly elderly and less babies so i believe japan is in stage three right now they have yeah. a lot more well, japan children.
1: has a fertility problem yeah right now yeah yeah,
0: yeah. but they have a a lot of more elderly than they have with infants but I'm, but that's my point japan has a fertility problem right now but once they get out of the stage of population pyramid they're going to be there's not going to be as they're going to be more zoomers in japan
1: right and i understand what you're saying right but in all the studies that we have on different economies of different countries and how economies develop over time. Mm-hmm. There has been a clear correlation towards the improvement of an economy from the main points I talked about earlier, like technology, education, healthcare, as those things improve in a country, the population decreases and balances itself out. So in fact, it's not going to be a continuous infinite growth at an X percentage because economies and technologies are always improving. And according to our existing knowledge on historic trends of, previous countries that have seen economic growth. I think China is a great example of that. Remember like a few years ago, not a few years ago, but like maybe 10, 15 years ago, uh, you know, everyone was talking about like, okay, China's like gonna be overpopulated. Like they're going out of control. Now their growth rates aren't increasing as much anymore. In fact, they actually decreased in the past year. Obviously we can't take a year's worth of correlation and say, okay, this is the future trend what we can say is we can look at the historic trends since I don't know what we've collected maybe since like 1960 and you can see that China's like population has started to plateau as their economy has continued to grow so all I'm saying is from a data, data standpoint and, and what we know about the relationship between economic growth and population that's it as, econ- as economies grow populations will balance and level themselves out and decrease
0: so when so when do you mean level themselves so when do you think is a good level for the population to be at so you are eventually you're what you're telling me yes is that so what you're saying <laughs> so is what you're saying what you're telling me is that eventually there's gonna be an equilibrium of <laughs> population and we're just gonna stay at that number no
1: that's not what i'm saying
0: okay so i'm saying
1: it fluctuates according to the way our economy goes up and down
0: if you Okay, and also if you fluctuate, so how much is this fluctuation? I don't know the numbers. And I don't know at what
1: point do you start seeing a population decrease. Okay. I I don't know the specifics around that. But I know that as economies Because if you
0: say it fluctuates greatly, right? If it's going to decrease all the way, that means a lot of people are going to die first. Before we regain this population but it doesn't mean
1: a lot of people are going to die first you can like at a seven point well, what billion, do you mean
0: decrease in population what they're usually no, okay
1: gonna... i okay not decrease in population i mean a decrease in population growth okay we can stay at the seven eight seven point eight billion people okay S- sorry to the boomers that are you know moving on from uh, our our present <laughs> life now but uh like it doesn't mean people are just dying it means it also means that there's okay i agree i agree there's going to
0: yeah. be a population growth rate fluctuation however i don't think it will ever be in the negatives i think it will always be in the positives and if you do the statistic if you do the math if something is always positive if the rate is always positive it will eventually exceed 10 billion 10 billion people but people still die though yeah but the growth rate fluctuates yeah no so do you agree that the growth rate fluctuates or do you think the population rate fluctuates
1: well i think those two are related, no?
0: No, I don't think I don't think population rate is ever going to. So fluctuate.
1: okay, so what you're saying like even though the growth rate may be plateaued, the population number is still increasing.
0: Yes. Because it's still a positive number.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, that makes will, sense, yeah. We'll, we'll cap it like that. Well, yeah, that let makes the sense.
0: viewers have their open-ended discussion.
1: Yeah, leave it in the comments. Do you think overpopulation is a problem? Yeah, uh, and what can we do about it? Mhm all right moving on to the next topic we want to talk about uh something that i feel like a lot of people has been discussing in the news right now um so donald trump announced recently that judge amy coney barrett is going to fill the vacancy left by the death of justice ruth bader ginsburg hopefully i didn't butcher that ginsburg ginsburg uh, who recently passed away from cancer um so why is this you know blowing up in the news well A lot of people are very concerned now of the political leanings of the Supreme Court. So, uh, the Supreme Court is definitely more conservative now. I believe it's a six to three conservative liberal majority, especially with Trump, uh, you know, nominating Amy Coney Barrett, who is a conservative into the Supreme Court. Um, people are also concerned, not concerned, but people are also, you know, saying Trump is a very big hypocrite, um on his views on, you know, can he even make this decision so close to the election date on his first term or near the end of his first term? I mean, we're, what, a little bit over 30-plus days from the next election. Um, So people are saying, well, Trump was against the idea of being able to make these election decisions when Obama was in presidency. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now he wants to make these election decisions when he's in presidency. So a little bit of hypocrisy there. Um, But the biggest thing is that now people are mostly concerned about the conservative-leaning Supreme Court. Um, so Brady and I were talking about this you know, earlier on. We're not too familiar with what's going on with the US, US election politics, and US yeah. politics. Um, but we thought it was very interesting to kind of extrapolate this key idea of, okay, now we have a much more conservative view in the Supreme, in the Supreme Court. Why are people concerned about this? Well, now you have you know, cases that are brought to the Supreme Court and because of people's conservative views and their opinions, they are probably going to make biased judgments based off their values. It's only natural, right? Um, so we decided to think, okay, well in university environments, right. I'm at the university of Waterloo, Brady's at the university of Toronto in a university environment. There have been a few reports and I'm not saying a few reports, I've read a lot of places where it says universities is definitely leaning a lot more to the left in terms of their political views. I feel like being on campus, I felt that it's leaning more to the left. I don't know if you would say the same for Toronto. Mm -hmm. Um, But is this right? No, I'm not sure. (laughs) But what I'm saying is like, should should the university environment be politicized or should it be totally uncorrelated to politics, if that's even possible?
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So my take on this, I think that university as a higher educational platform for everyone, right? I don't think there should be a lot of poli- policy, political side to it. Because once you mix political stuff into the equation, a lot of things get stopped, right? Like, as you were giving me an example before the podcast, that some of the things that if you truly want to research into, right? Mm-hmm. If you truly want to research into maybe, let's say, a homosexuality gene, well your university allow you to do research on that and if they're more leaning to the left or even the right yes a lot of a lot of the uh university would not let you do that however what if this was the next breakthrough because right now we don't have a gene for homosexuality right we don't know if it's nature or, or nurture we can have the i we, we can have that a, is a, <laughs>
1: that is a hot hotly uh <laughs> take debate right there but, but
0: yeah but how will we know if it's nature versus nurture we have to do we have to do experiments on it we have to do scientific d- discoveries on that right but if you are shying away from that then i like it gets in the way you know what i mean yeah, especially in like like i come from a very scientific background and if you want to be very scientific you have to have like good like you can't have any po- political stuff yeah like in you right like even if you're very left, even even you can't even have political, you nor can you have even have religion, I like that holds you back from scientific discoveries. Imagine if Darwin was a Christian.
1: I think he was a Christian. Really? I think so. Yeah. Or okay, Albert well, Einstein was. a Well, Christian. Im- okay,
0: fine. Imagine if he s- let his Christianity, Christian, Christianity, Christianity. Okay, if he let his Christian <laughs> parents. Yes. Pressure him to not do to research not explore, on explore yes. evolution. Yes. Right? Yes. What What would be at right now? Yeah. Right. where well, even when the who I forgot, uh, I'm blanking on the top of my mind. Who was the person who uh, figured out that sun was in the center of the universe and not the Earth? It, it was against the church's decision. Uh, Galileo and, uh, or something. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Is it yeah. Galileo? I think so. I think so. They're probably butchering. Know. I'm not him. a very big history guy.
1: Me neither. Um. <laughs> But no, I, I totally agree with what you just said there. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's left-leaning or right-leaning. The The purpose of a university as a higher education mm-hmm. system and an environment is that it should be solely in the pursuit of truth. Um, and your, tr- your pursuit of truth should not be affected by your political views or things like your religious views. Um, so even if this was the conversation about, okay, well, should universities be right-leaning? Well, I don't think so as well. Like mm-hmm. universities... Should be be completely independent from politics even though that's very 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 difficult to accomplish right for numerous factors um but you know it's just it's unfortunate to see that in a university system like it's becoming more and more politicized which i think is actually bad for academia Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of development of different technological stuff that we see coming out of university research systems um, But yeah, I mean, let us know your thoughts about, you know, do you feel like you're, do you get a sense of, you, you know, your university is leaning towards a specific side? Do you think politics intrudes on your pursuit of truth in university?
0: But you know, to bring it back to like the US politics thing yeah. about like the judge, the judge being, what was it more conservative than liberal? Yeah. It, so now they have a six to three ratio of conservative to liberal in yeah. the Supreme Court. Yeah. However, I well i mean i hope but i also don't think this is gonna be a big issue because as a judge you know you you went through law school you did multiple years of law like as being a lawyer you were taught ethically that you should not have your political nor ethical stuff get in the way of being a very unbiased judge Mm -hmm. right and i hope that People that were hired, that were appointed to being the judge of the Supreme Court has the highest standard, holds themselves to the highest standards as well. So I also hope that... Well, I mean, I I, I mostly hope that... <laughs> yeah, Christianity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's not going to be really affected that much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and the same goes for universities, right? We want this to be... Like, I don't even like
0: it how they were reporting that... Oh, now the Supreme Court is six to three conservative to liberal majority. I think there shouldn't be... Right. You, you shouldn't be counting conservative majority as for a judge, you know? Like, a judge should just be completely neutral, completely... Like, you can't have a conservative side or, like, a uh, liberal side of being a judge.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, as I was saying, the same goes for, you know, universities, right? Yeah. We, we don't want it to become politicized because... We don't want that impeding on the pursuit of truth. Yeah. Um, but let us know what your thoughts are about that topic in the comments below. Uh, all right, so let's move on to the business and finance section. We have a few interesting and funny things that we wanna talk about this
0: week. Uh, I guess uh, this week, the big headliner in uh, business finance is uh, Nikola, the EV company. So Nikola, at the beginning of the week, or last week, actually got a huge partnership with General Motors and their stock went up by, I think, 40%. They went from a $40 stock to like a $70 stock, right? However, I think it was about four to five days after the G- the GM of Nikola actually was called out by this, I think, I-, I-, I forgot, I think it was a journal or like an investigation. Uh,
1: it was called um, yeah, 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 yeah. Hinden- yeah, Hindenburg-, Hindenburg Research. Hindenburg, yeah, 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 Hindenburg, Hindenburg Research. Report
0: and saying that uh, Nicola is actually a huge fraud that um, the company actually does not do anything that's generating, like, creating the new EV or even hydrogen-powered cars. So what happened was that <clears throat> I think the biggest thing that they caught the fraud was that Nicola had a trailer for hydrogen-powered cars two to three years ago, mm-hmm. and they just found out that the way that they filmed this was actually making the truck roll down the hill instead of actually driving it. And which says that they do not, actually does not have a, any like, I guess, discovery on hydrogen cell cars. Uh, What's another thing that was happening? So they, I think they just actually just had their quarterly meeting and during their quarterly meeting, Nikola founder, like Trevor Milton, was actually asked how much revenue did they generate for mm-hmm. this whole quarter? And if you look at the public report, they had no public uh, revenue generated other than building a solar panel for mm-hmm. their CEO. That's their. That's all their fucking revenue for this whole quarter was to gen was to build a solar panel in his in their CEO's house.
1: <laughs> and the CEO paid them.
0: Yeah, and nice. that's and that was their revenue. Nice. Uh, however, after the GM partnership, uh, Trevor Milton became one of the big hot topics. He even made it onto Forbes. But after all the scandalous things, he stepped down as GM, as GM, I think. Yeah. GM of Nicola. And also, Nicola is tanking day by day. And G- General Motors actually pulled out from the partnership with Nicola. It was a huge partnership, actually, because GM. Uh, made it so that Nikola could use their production line to produce new cars. Hmm. So which, because, so it like, like, exponentially increased their production rate because General Motors is a huge, huge company. They're like, number one leading uh, car um, automotive company right now in the US. Yeah. Yeah. So they have a lot of factories and Nikola was able to get a partnership with them, but that didn't end too well.
1: Yeah. So I feel like on the topic of, how do you want to call it? like misperception and deluding Mm -hmm. the public. Mm -hmm. There's been a few other interesting, funny stories we found this week that, you know, might be funny to some of our listeners out there, but um, the Amazon Amazon Prime bike. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but uh, on Tuesday, the exercise gear maker Echelon, I believe that's how it's pronounced, launched its $500 X Prime bike and they called it Amazon's first ever connected fitness product. So, you know, there was a lot of hype around it because it looked exactly like the famous Peloton right now that a lot of people are riding, except it was missing the screen and it was substantially cheaper. Um, So everyone was like, oh my God, this is Amazon's move into the fitness industry. This is gonna be groundbreaking, right? Um, And it was really, really funny because after the announcement that Echelon made of their product in partnership with Amazon, Peloton stocks dropped about 6%. Um, you know, again, probably for the fear that Amazon's entering the fitness market. But it turns out Amazon actually had nothing to do with the product whatsoever. And on Wednesday, just, you know, 12 hours after the announcement on Tuesday, uh, Amazon came out and said, we have nothing, with, We have nothing. you know, to do at all with this company. Um, they're distancing themselves from them. They're in talks to, them to say, how did you guys get this brand mixed up? Because we are not part of your company. Um, and they're, you know, they're currently talking with Echelon to figure out a rebrand. Um, and this is funny because, you know, this was early on Wednesday. So a few hours after the announcement on Tuesday, and as soon as this announcement was made, Peloton has now, you know, jumped up to its highest share price. Uh, they hit a record high on Wednesday. Um, so this is, this is funny. Like mm-hmm. how does stuff like this even happen as, Echelon, as a company? How does that stuff, because there's multiple funny stories we can pull.
0: I, I don't know how he, funny I think you just got to pull blame it on the robin hood traders these days
1: <laughs> yeah i mean there's another story when back when the whole COVID stuff was um really started to see an emergence in north america uh, everyone started using zoom right mm. as a to you know bypass social distancing and stuff like what stuff like that mm. uh, but basically there was a company called the ticker zoom which belonged to a chinese company and they make parts for mobile devices But what ended up happening was everyone started to try to buy Zoom stock because they're like, okay, everyone's going to be using Zoom. The stock is probably going to increase in price. Let me hop on this trend and make a lot of money. Uh, But what ended up happening was because of this Chinese company ticker Zoom, people started buying the wrong Zoom company. They started buying the wrong Zoom shares because they got the names mixed up or the, the title or the symbols were very similar. And the share price of the Chinese ticker Zoom uh, ended up rocketing up to about, you know, a 1,800% increase. Like, like how is that stuff- I think there were penny
0: stock before that, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And so, because people were just buying the wrong Zoom stock with the wrong name and eventually the SEC had to step in and say, okay, you guys can no longer buy this uh, wrong Zoom stock and Mm -hmm. they had to put a stop to it because- people didn't know what they were doing
0: yeah. um, which is very very uh, interesting yeah what can you what, uh, other than you you blame it on the Robinhood traders what, what else can I say there's just you just too many kids that's having too much fun with daddy's money right now
1: okay I mean I wouldn't okay, <laughs> I wouldn't blame it totally on Robinhood traders I mean
0: it's well you I'm saying if you're an actual trader if you're an actual yeah. investor if you're a day investor or if you're even if you're a long-term investor yeah you should have at least the mental capacity to know which company you're investing in okay for the, the zoom
1: one i can i can agree um, but a lot of very uh like gm invested in nicola right mm-hmm. another famous example is with- i think
0: whoever whoever <laughs> decided to do invest from gm to nicola should be fired right? because they did not do their due diligence <laughs> yeah but i mean um what, what was the name
1: of the company theranos i don't know if you guys have heard of theranos have you heard of theranos no, before haven't. uh so this was run by elizabeth holmes i believe it was a couple of years ago But basically, she ran a startup that had the claim that she had built a product. So it's like one of those little tickers and needles where you can get a a little drop of blood and you can tell your blood sugar levels. But Mm -hmm. instead of only telling your blood sugar levels from this little drop of blood, it could give you an entire analysis on your health from a one drop of blood. It could tell you if you're sick, if your cell counts, like just crazy information that would be groundbreaking from a healthcare standpoint um so she went on and raised you know her company up to a valuation of almost i believe it was past a billion dollars it was a one plus billion dollar valuation from all these investors just for them in the end to figure out that the product was a hoax and never worked in the first place and then now elizabeth holmes is in jail and theranos is no longer existing um but it's just like how, how does that happen? Because there's a lot of venture capitalists. Oh, is, that the,
0: is that the actress that was jailed in California and then she got to pick where she went to jail? I
1: don't, I, I'm not sure about that. Uh, but I
0: know Elizabeth Holmes, I think she's in
1: jail now or she's definitely facing charges. But that was basically a whole scandal about the actual product, right? Um,
0: oh yeah.
1: yeah, see, a non-defunct health oh. tech company. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just pretty crazy um okay anyways moving on from that so ge general electric uh this kind of is is what i was talking about earlier when i wanted to tie this back to the i believe it was a seven year countdown about you know how far away we are from the point of no return from an environmental standpoint that famous post that's going around on ig right now um but we have a few interesting news in our business finance segment talking about the the surgence of clean technology so uh, General Electric announced it is moving away from coal plants and is shifting its focus to renewable energy that has attractive economies and a growth uh, trajectory. So um, the first tangible information we have on that is that they would be supplying the dog, Dogger or Dodger Dogger Bank wind farm with 190 turbines. Um, you might think, okay, 190 wind turbines, like for a company the size of General Electric, like what is that really even, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look into it, each blade of these turbines is 107 meters long and so it's estimated that one rotation of this turbine uh, of this 13 megawatt turbine can produce enough electricity to power a household in the uk for two days so these wind turbines are absolutely massive right um, but it's very very interesting because we're starting to see a lot of big companies double down on their uh i guess change in how they approach renewable energy sources and shifting away from fossil fuels my personal investment take on this and i want to get your thoughts on this as well brady um is that you know clean tech and developing technology that will enable a sustainable future is inevitable and right now is the best time to probably get into clean tech stocks or energy companies that are working in those spaces because eventually these big so companies, why don't you buy tesla stocks huh okay I okay tes, Tesla stocks are only one part of the problem like electric vehicles is just one part of the problem I'm yeah. talking about like solar panel companies wind power companies battery storage companies um, all of these different factors that's gonna play towards enabling a sustainable future um, and that's that we're just talking about energy production there there's even a lot of companies working in carbon, dioxide emission reduction technologies
0: oh right? no i get i i would say that i would say otherwise i think it was as pretty risky to get into these type of business as a like a stockholder right now because first of all i think one of these companies will be succeeding right mm-hmm. second of all i think if you have to treat this renewable energy thing like the covid19 vaccine right a lot of people are gunning for it a lot of people are gunning to get the first COVID vaccine. A lot of people are gunning for the next big renewable energy. That's why Nikola was such a big deal. Uh Because they did not want to stop an electric vehicle like Tesla. They wanted to beat Elon Musk. They wanted to use hydrogen power cells. Hydrogen power cars, right? And that's maybe a step forward than electric power cars.
1: right? I think that the biggest difference that I'm talking about here is that Tesla in itself is its own company producing electric vehicles. And now as we talked about, I believe it was in episode one, when you look at the breakdown composition of emissions, transportation is a very slim percentage of carbon emissions. Mm -hmm. So it is obviously important. What Elon Musk is doing is very important, but I'm talking about of the scale of renewable energy companies that are gonna be providing energy sources for maybe, you know, massive large grids or battery storage technologies that can store energy or electricity at a mass scale. And they sell to, you know, in BC, we have BC Hydro, right? Most right. of our electricity comes from BC Hydro, uh, but the biggest problem with renewable energy sources is that it's intermittent, and we can't we have we currently have no way of storing these mass scale levels of electricity. Um, so I'm talking about those type of companies that have you know market sizes away from the general public, I guess
0: is what I'm saying. But what I'm like my, my point is that like if you if you invest in like you know mm-hmm. like Dogger Bank wind farm, yeah, right? yeah, they're produce they're using wind turbines to generate. Uh, yeah, renewable energy, yeah, right. Yeah, what if in the next five to ten years we find a new way of renewable energy and wind turbines are just obsolete?
1: What would be the new way of creating? Oh, I'm, I don't know,
0: maybe hydrogen powered stuff, hydrogen fuel, yeah, hydrogen fuel,
1: yeah, but that's okay, yeah, or I mean, even there, a there nuclear
0: are... fuel, you know, because I was talking with one of my engineering friends the other day. He was actually making an argument with me that he thinks that electric vehicle will never be gas vehicle. Bold claim. Yeah. And I asked him why, and he said, renewable energy is not sustainable in the long term because it can be stored. It cannot be stored. Renewable yeah. energy cannot be stored.
1: That's why there's technologies trying to improve the way that we can store the electricity, like battery technology. And right, stuff like and that. I'm saying
0: during these discoveries, yes. you don't know if,
1: You don't. There's a lot of risk. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's cool to know, especially tying this back to the Instagram post, a lot of awareness is generated now around, okay, we're actually getting close to the deadline, the point of no return of when earth's temperature is going to raise by two to four degrees, right? More population, Uh, overpopulation. (laughs) Sure. Or overpopulation. But I'm saying like, there's a lot of focus on this now, and companies are starting to shift their perspectives on how can we find more economically, feasible ways to introduce renewable energy or shift our focus away from fossil fuels. Mm -hmm. That's why we see things like GE announcing its move away from coal plants because not only are coal plants, you know, not as effective anymore, they're actually less economically feasible for GE because renewable energies are getting cheaper and cheaper every year. Right. Um, What's interesting about this is that California also banned the sales of new conventional gas cars starting in 2035. Um, That's a, pretty strong and hard goal to achieve Um, but it's saying that you can no longer purchase new gas cars anymore by 2035
0: I think that's 100% BS okay Uh, it might be okay why is it BS go ahead first of all 2035 that's only 15-14 years away yeah right Yeah. and California I I don't know if you know the range uh, the size of California yeah it's a huge huge state
1: okay right yep
0: i i don't i don't know my us geography but i think it's pro- it's definitely top 5 top 5 right yeah. because i i remember california state like the election is a huge factor yeah let me check right? Right. but keep going yep yeah Um. Uh, so you you're talking about a big 5 us state being 100% banning out electric oh sorry not gas gas cars by 14 years right yep. how feasible is that Right now, in the U.S. economy, I'm pretty sure gasoline companies are one of the top five industries in the U.S. Even, not even in the U.S. I think in the world, they're top five industry.
1: Right. And and automobile, and, gasoline. And, power right,
0: right. and you're yeah. telling me you're going to make them obsolete in California. Yeah. So, I mean... Again, I'm going to bring back to what my friend said. Shout out to Harry. But I'm going to bring back what he said renewable energy is not sustainable there's even there's always gonna be people who does not trust us and they're always gonna stay by stick by the old-fashioned way
1: okay well why though what do you
0: mean why that's just that's just just human nature Okay, we need to
1: see stats behind i mean we respect harry as an individual we need more than anecdotal evidence okay yeah i agree agree it needs to be we need to see stats but But i agree with what you're saying in terms Mm -hmm. this is a very bold goal Mm -hmm. But it doesn't take away from the fact, okay. Even and also, they, California
0: states has has came out with these one of these like out, alleged fucking comments multiple times, and okay. it never happened.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying like, sure, like maybe they don't follow through, or or that goal gets silly by a few years. But nevertheless, it is creating a immense amount of pressure on the existing automobile industry. I guess not in California, but it's just it's putting a lot of strain on the imagine automobile industry. how much,
0: imagine how much shit the governors of California is getting right now. Okay, because let's from say... From gasoline companies yeah. all over the world, from General Motors, from ele- from automobile companies, GMs, yes. all over the world, all over United States. How much shit do you think he's getting right now? This guy is about to be a fucking assassinated, bro.
1: Okay, he's not going to get assassinated. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, okay, sure, they, maybe they not, might, might not meet their goals. But California has come out and publicly said this, which means companies can't just be like, oh, let's let's bet on their bluff because they're not going to be bluffing. This is a goal that they want to achieve inevitably, whether that be 2035, 2045, 2055, Mm -hmm. they have to start taking this in consideration. So I just think it's very interesting to see how aggressive emission targets are starting to forcibly reshape an industry such as the automobile industry. Um, But it's just more information tying into, okay, this aggressive shift away from carbon inefficient sources. And I think for the better of the planet, right I agree
0: Yeah. I, I think it's a good incentive but it I'm is. just saying how plausible this initiative is
1: right um, yeah. yeah I felt like it'd be cool to just you know keep update on TikTok we yeah. talked about TikTok in you know both of our previous episodes but quick update on them Microsoft didn't end up getting TikTok um, it was actually Oracle that ended up getting a minority stake I believe it was 20% mm-hmm. into TikTok which is pretty funny because it's still majorly owned by China Uh, and so is it banned now? No, it's not banned now because Trump okayed the deal. Oh, which literally makes no sense because the majority ownership of TikTok or ByteDance, which is the parent company, is Mm. still China. Mm. Oracle just has a 20% stake in it. So, I mean, I don't see how that goes in any way of getting around the data privacy concerns, but Trump is Trump and he'll do what he wants to do. But, um, Microsoft didn't get it. Mm. Instead, what they have decided to do is to acquire ZeniMax at $7.5 billion. Interesting move now because of all of the debates between you know PS5 and I believe it's the Xbox Pro or, or whatever the new Xbox
0: is. Xbox, I don't I actually don't know. Yeah, much.
1: yeah. Anyways, uh, those both of those consoles I believe have released or are about to be released. Mm-hmm. Um, but ZeniMax is actually the parent company of Bethesda Softworks. <laughs> uh, so they've made games like Skyrim doom dishonored Raged, and wolfenstein so i still feel like this is a big a, a good move for microsoft 7.5 billion dollars is not a small chunk of change it's it goes down as one of their bigger acquisitions um but it might pull that value over ps5 for their xbox games Could be. um but yeah anyways okay let us move on to debate topics okay
0: well i'm just gonna grab so we've been talking about a lot of money problems these days right we, yeah. we've had a lot of like we talked about millions of dollars we talked about billions of dollars we talked about renewable energy so i want to jump straight into a debate topic about so there's been a stat that says jeff bezos is actually going to be the first trillionaire in five years
1: okay where is this going
0: so and i was just talking with my friend and i was and he's and he told me he told me okay if he had enough money i don't know if you heard about this online but like they, everyone did like an estimation of how much money you have to make a day and how long you have to make, make it to have Jeff Bezos' uh, mm-hmm. net worth. Mm-hmm. Like they're saying you have to start, have started working when the U.S. started and you have to gain like $200,000 a day to be at the same amount of wealth Jeff Bezos is at. Do you think someone in the world should have that much money to his name?
1: that is a that is a good question and that is also something I have seen be posted a lot on IG yeah. I don't know if you've seen like a yeah, lot yeah, of my yeah, friends yeah, have yeah, shared yeah. posts like billionaires shouldn't exist in the world right on that topic my personal opinion is that billionaires not even we're
0: not even talking about billionaires right now okay. right we're talking about the okay. first trillionaire okay
1: but how far what's his net worth right
0: now he's uh, I don't know but I, I think me and my friend were talking about that last night and I think he even if he donates 90 if his net worth is okay 170 okay, he's,
1: he's far from a trillion
0: no no dude it, it's only going up exponentially he's at five years
1: okay sure okay
0: sure. i'm and we did a calculation on this if that if that so right now on google his net worth is 175.3 billion dollars usd mm-hmm. if he donates 95 percent of his wealth he is still i think top one percent
1: uh yeah top one percent yeah top one yeah, yeah
0: yeah
1: no because he's still gonna be a billionaire yeah <laughs> <make it that> <laughs> <much>. <laughs> and what,
0: I don't know how much money like even if you donate one billion 95 percent of one billion dollars you can still live a very very well-fitted well fitted life 95 90, okay five percent of the one billion dollars is um five five million no no 50 million yes.
1: I don't know. I'm not a math guy. Yes. Someone roast him in the comments. Did he mess <laughs> up the math? Anyways. Okay, so you're, you're saying is, Okay, first of all, $175.3 billion US dollars is Jeff Bezos' current net worth. Yeah. His wife, Mackenzie Scott, has a net worth of $57.4 billion because they divorced. Okay. And she got... Uh, portion of his uh, wealth which which i personally agree uh a lot of that is attributed to his wife mm-hmm. his wife was there with him since 1993 yep. all throughout building amazon so his wife is very deserving of this money yep. okay um okay so hundred <laughs> so should trillionaires exist
0: yeah
1: okay trillionaires trillionaires or uh, okay let me bring it let's let keep it, it, let's let keep it at it. billionaires okay, sure, trillion, sure. like i feel like it's so hard okay let let me let's
0: let's just do it on a personal analysis level if you were had if you had the net worth of one billion dollars yes what would you do with that money
1: i would buy a country (laughs) i would buy a third world country and run the world's largest demographic statistical test to prove to brady that overpopulation is controlled as economies (laughs) develop but one billion dollars is a lot of money. That one billion dollars is a lot of money, money, and Jeff
0: Bezos have 175 times of that. Yes,
1: yes. Okay, but here's the thing, though. I, okay, I, I'm not gonna talk about trillionaires because I can't even comprehend that number. But
0: billionaires should exist. One billion dollars, five percent of one billion dollars. Yeah. Fifty million. Okay. I just confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> billionaires
1: should exist in the world, and and this is this is what I'm gonna say. So a lot of people. I'm hearing a lot of talk about Jeff Bezos is evil. He's an idiot. He's he's just you know hoarding wealth. He's mm-hmm. he's not creating value for society. That is a complete lie, especially in the capitalist society that the U.S. and Canada are in right now. The reason that someone can accumulate this much wealth is because they are trading the same amount in terms of their value. Would you agree on that? Like, there's no. How else is he making his money? He must be delivering a lot of value at scale to a lot of people.
0: I agree I think Amazon is a good service I think exactly. like, if, without Amazon we would yeah. like he is smart of him to have so he's deserving Amazon. of the
1: money that he's earned I think he deserves it yeah. but
0: I'm, so I don't know if you know about this but Bill Gates actually has a foundation called yeah, Bill, Bill Gates McGinnis, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bill Gates Foundation which he suggests all the billionaires or all the millionaires or the top 1% of everyone the whole population to donate 99% of their wealth by the time they die
1: right and i love bill gates i mean he's one of my idols mm-hmm. but the thing is jeff bezos has no obligation to do that it's his right money. right right he can do what he wants read, right know, Wh- which know. is which is what i want to say and people say oh, he's but like- would you
0: would you be would you be donating 99 percent of your wealth if you're a billionaire
1: yeah i would I, if i was a billionaire i'd be donating my money really yes
0: how much would you be donating
1: i would probably donate all of it i would what? live i would live a very I no, would no, no. Like-
0: not like as of right now you're not i'm not saying by the time you die okay but as of right now you have a billion dollars How much are you donating and where are you donating to
1: a billion dollars how much am i donating yeah i'm gonna donate what is 99 percent of a billion (laughs) dollars
0: uh you 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 have 10 million left
1: 10 million left yeah okay (laughs) honestly like 10
0: million you can still live a very 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 happy
1: so so are we are we assuming that your net worth is going to stop
0: growing no, you can still invest. You can, you, can still you, make can, money. You can still invest that $10 million. Okay, you can still make money. Okay, yeah. so uh,
1: let me keep, I'm going to keep $400 million. <laughs> Dude, that's... Because, <laughs> no, no, listen, Nate, I'm going to keep $400 million. I'm going to take, I'm probably going to take maybe $350 million of that dollars and launch a climate-focused VC fund that invests only in I'm going to launch a social impact investing fund, which invests only in things like environment technology, climate technology, health technology, medical technology, and, and education, right? Invest in those cares, which I'm most interested in. The rest of the money, I would probably just give to Bill Gates and let him handle it.
0: <laughs> really? Uh,
1: because he has the connections. I have no connections uh, on, on what to do. I know Bill Gates is doing a lot of work in terms of energy. Um, that's my biggest interest, and that's my biggest passion. And, and before I die, I want to see us achieve nuclear fusion which is very hard. Uh, we haven't achieved it since we, it's been invented. And we've been talking about it for, I don't know how many years now, but that's my, that's where my passions lie. My money would go towards contributing. How can we find and develop technologies that is going to enable us to live a sustainable future after we can, after I can confirm that, then it goes from, how can I make sure we live in a sustainable future to how can we ensure the quality and length of lives are improved on, of humans
0: okay i think right i but, think we both agree that jeff Bezos's net worth is well deserved right well deserved well and deserved. he should be a billionaire he, yeah right he should be a billionaire but i'm t- I, ask- I,
1: i'm gonna say something really quickly maybe the taxes could be changed so that he gets taxed more but not taxed to the point where he's like 95 tax goes to the american government like his i believe his taxes should be higher but he should still be a billionaire
0: I mean even if you tax him right now I like 99 percent, he's so annoying. okay okay i
1: i don't know about the exact tax rates but i know that i believe that the the wealthier you are you should get taxed more accordingly to your income so i believe okay. jeff bezos should get taxed more because a lot of that money is going to go so to, you're a communist no 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 listen to me i had the, <laughs> i had this debate with one of my friends before and and i actually was like well here, here's my take on it and let me know what your thoughts are, okay. but, I was thinking, okay, if I'm a billionaire, I have the money and the capital and the connections to create a stronger philanthropic effect than charities and whatnot, right? Um, So you should let the rich people keep all of their money so they have the incentive to continuously improving technology and improving quality of life for everyone, right? Uh, Don't tax them because the government's going to steal their money. So that means you're a communist. Uh, That was my (laughs) thought. But it turns out that the government is going to need that money. At some point or another um it's actually a widely agreed upon consensus of economists that if you tax the rich lower it it has nothing to or i'm I'm messing this up (laughs) Uh, i i don't remember i think it was in i think that i also read this in the same book of good economics for good economies good economics for bad times but basically it's saying that i I believe it's a state of kansas or kentucky whatever one of those states they decided to decrease their tax rate on the rich because they felt like let's leave the rich alone, let them have their freedom and they're going to create economic returns for us. Right. Right. That's, that's the consensus. So they started decreasing their taxes on the rich. What ended up happening was schools went bankrupt. Um, the education system was failing. The healthcare system was, was in a terrible state because the, the state did not have enough money to sustain these services. Okay. So, um, we we should be I believe taxing the rich more uh, to an extent where we can improve those like services like education and healthcare and make sure that those areas are taken care of as well. Definitely a tough. Uh, I definitely messed up my mode of communication there, but well, okay. Yeah. Well,
0: like I'm, I'm still I still haven't asked my question. Yeah. So yeah. you so you said Jeff Bezos well deserved billionaire. Right? Well, well sh- deserved. Should should be a billionaire. Should be a billionaire. However, should he be at least giving some of the, the money away. No. Is it is it an obligation to give that away? Absolutely not. There's no chance, no chance that he can spend 175 billion dollars in his life. There's and it's no still growing. It's yeah. still growing.
1: But as as people that like if my net worth dropped on the floor and Jeff Bezos had the opportunity to pick it up, he would make more money by not wasting the time to pick it up like for the okay let's say like what Okay, so let's say your and i net worth connect combination is like i don't know let's say we combine for fifty thousand dollars okay two university students have a net worth of fifty thousand dollars if i was to drop fifty thousand dollars on the ground by the the time it takes jeff bezos to bend down and (laughs) pick up a fifty thousand dollar bill this guy has made like three fifty three hundred i don't know thousand dollars or like three billion dollars right so it'd be not it would not be worth it to him but like for us in our position we have no right to say hey jeff Bezos, you should do this with your money it's his money he can do what he wants with it but That's what
0: what take. i'm but i'm saying i, I kind of agree with the public on this one but like what can you do with 175 billion dollars You can. You if he
1: lose. wants to he can wipe his ass with a hundred dollar bill so the rest yeah, of I'm his pretty,
0: day. He, if he wipes his ass with a hundred dollars bill <laughs> every day he still have fucking 175 billion dollars by the time he died
1: yeah well, I don't know what he's gonna do. Okay, I him. guess
0: I guess I guess another thing we can talk about is that a lot of this wealth, his net worth, it's unrealized because his worth, net worth, uh, is tied to Amazon stocks. It is right. So if Amazon stocks, for example, one day drops becomes a penny penny stock, he is no longer a billionaire.
1: Yeah, but he probably be smart enough to exit the company by then. Okay. Yeah. So he would still be a billionaire. Yeah. But um but he's doing a lot of good things with his money, right? I, I mean it's not like he's doing absolutely nothing with his money. Like he has he has the Amazon Climate Pledge Fund that we talked about in episode yeah, 2. Okay. He's running Blue Ocean, his space exploration company. Like I mean, he has, he has other projects he's working on aside from Amazon. And people are like, "Well, billionaires like that are just, you know, not delivering value to society." But we agree on he's a well deserving billionaire. People forget the countless of thousands of jobs he's created for his employees you know how many families are dependent on Amazon like I don't know like we're not in a position to say that he should or shouldn't do something with his money
0: yeah smart guy I guess (laughs) we're a very smart guy we can just leave it at that
1: yeah yeah I mean let us know in the comments (coughs) what what do you think about this uh, situation yeah um okay let's go on to maybe one more
0: topic yeah okay let's talk about SAP Gondola this is a very um big thing big controversial topic that's going around in vancouver lower mainland right now yeah, so give, as, give some background and yeah so it. as a you being uh, Simon fraser university is a university also one of the two in bc also ubc is also one of them actually not one of the two there's more universities but one of the two good ones okay <laughs> sure like there's they're top ranked in the world not as highly, In the world. Top, yeah. Not as highly top ranked as U of T, for example. Top 25, by the way.
1: Oh really? Yeah. I think Waterloo's uh, top one.
0: No. <laughs> Waterloo can't even be top 30 because you guys don't have a med school program.
1: Okay, let me. I'm gonna search up the Waterloo stats right now. But keep going.
0: Yeah. Um. So they're good. They're proposing to build a gondola up the mountain because SFU is built on a mountain called Burnaby Mountain, and there's a. I get it's not a big mountain. It's, it's not like Cypress Mountain or like, um. Like, it's just a, it's still a pretty big mountain. However, it's a pretty hard mountain. And in being in Burnaby, it rains and snows a lot. And there's been multiple instances where buses cannot get up there. And buses have slid down and they just stopped the bus. I remember I was, I was in SFU one year. And that year, it snowed so hard, no one could get down from the mountain. And they had to turn the gymnasium into a rescue center. A rescue really? center, shelter. Yeah, someone, has, A lot of the students couldn't get down and they just slept in the gymnasium. Nice. Yeah. So they're proposing, so since the mountain is pretty pretty s- steep, a lot of snow goes on it, we should build a gondola up there. So gondola, it doesn't really have like service interruptions. You can always just take the gondola up. The, mm-hmm. It doesn't take a driver to go up there. Also, you don't need winter tires. Gondolas by cable. You can just, just you know, hop on a fucking cabin and just go to sfu and come down
1: okay i i need to confirm the numbers but in my head like i can see the reason why people are considering a gondola but the thing is like in the event okay so you're saying like we should introduce a gondola to get up to sfu in the event to you know that there's no i think i think it's
0: just a better reusable energy
1: okay sure but the thing is like is the carrying capacity enough though to supplement to cater to the needs of however many students go to SFU.
0: Well, obviously you have to depend. You have to consider like what type of gondola you want to have, right? You want to do you want to have the one that con, that's continuously running, like you can only put like five to six people per uh, per cabin. Mm-hmm. Or do you want those like the ones at Grouse Mountain, where fifty people all get into that Okay, fifty
1: people can't get into that one.
0: I at think Grouse that, Mountain. Yeah. No, those ones are small. They only have three cabins.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, how many people are going up to Gross Mountain for skiing versus how many students are trying to get up to SFU for class? That's true. That, That's more. what I'm saying.
0: I'm, I'm saying like, if you really think of, if you can, if you want to think of a way, there will definitely be enough capacity for it. And also, you you're not you're misleading the fact that there's also gonna be cars that's also gonna be driving. There off. will. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, I'm not saying like they're just gonna block off the, all the main roads and they're just okay, only have I know, one Gondola I know, up there. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. Then yeah, I think Gondola is a great idea.
0: Because the other thing I think uh, UBC is finally getting their TransLink s- SkyTrain line
1: oh interesting yeah
0: the the proposal was I think first initially started in 1999 and they're finally get finally has enough budget to is build
1: to build a Skytrain? SkyTrain is it possible to build a SkyTrain up to SFU though?
0: I don't or, th- or uh, well not- like my friend were, I, my friend and I were talking about it and I think it's not profitable not profitable I think uh, it's, b- not, it's more beneficial to have a gondola. Mm. Because if you know Skytrain runs on like, you know, electric, ele- electricity, and yes. if you to climb up that big of a mountain. It'd probably be it, inefficient. Yeah,
1: yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, if that's the case, I feel like a gondola is a... But I mean, who would pay for that? Though? The students? The city? No,
0: the city would pay for it. I said, if you wouldn't even pay for it.
1: Which means we'll pay
0: for it. Yeah, we'll pay for it. it.
1: And we don't even go to school at yeah. SMU, yeah.
0: So that's that's a big thing right now. So who do you think should pay for it? Because that's a few that came out and said they're not gonna pay for it.
1: Okay, so then I don't. Okay, I can see why maybe the city would want to pay for it, but I don't know how. So if the city pays days. for it,
0: I think I guess they will have to charge people for it, and it probably be the same amount of yeah fee as a Public bus ride. It, yeah. yeah, a bus yeah. ride.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. Well we'll leave it at that for today's episode. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed, uh, we're now on episode three of Thought Bubble. We hope you enjoyed the topics we discussed today. Um, if there's anything in specific you guys want us to discuss, make sure to leave it down in the comment section below. Um, if you guys enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Send this video link to your friends that you think would find interesting, the content interesting. And, uh, is there anything else I'm missing?
0: Or if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Apple Music, you know, just shoot us a DM on Instagram, Facebook, or even send us an email if you don't have the comment section. Yeah. And we'll just, we'll, we'll reply within 24 hours. Yeah.
1: So the full audio version of this video is up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yeah. pretty much any platform you can listen to a podcast on, it's up there. Um, so if you guys are driving or doing the dishes or doing whatever, hop, pop in your earbuds and you can listen to the audio full version on those platforms. Um, but thank you again for tuning in to episode three of Thought Bubble and we will see you guys next week.